0: Welcome back. It's the Can Do Divas. Gianna and Chasta. This is the Can Do Divas. I'm Gianna Franco. And I'm Chasta. Thank you for joining us. We are best friends, broadcasters, and trying to live a fun, fulfilled, and fearless life, and hoping we're bringing you all kinds of great information so you can do the same. And it's very possible
1: that you can hear our kids screaming in the background, and let's just make sure that you know that they are not not being watched. Our husbands are in charge my home studio, and they are literally outside the door playing with God knows what. It's um, daddy daycare. It's daddy daycare today, daddy daddy which, which doesn't fun. happen all that often, so I'm glad they're getting all male bonding time. So when we open the door to the studio to find out what has happened out there, it's going to be a toy explosion for I've. Oh, the- that's the minimum of what we're gonna see i
0: guarantee the toy yeah. explosion yeah. and we'll probably see some exhausted daddies but oh for they're sure they're doing good yeah you know, we've only been here for 25 30 minutes yeah they're gonna make it they'll make be another fun. 25 35 minutes exactly as well. speaking of parenting and being daddies and mommies uh we recently did a podcast on relationships and what's sort of inspired what's i can't talk today <laughs> it happens oh my god it happens. what sort of inspired us in that podcast was the fact that we've got some people in our lives, in our circle that are just going through it um, in their relationship. And there's things out there that definitely can cause a wedge between a husband and a wife, between Things that you know are in your family, and there's plenty of things out there, from jobs to maybe other family members to moves to life. But one of the biggest things is being a parent.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You
0: know, when you it's a, a hard child, transition. It changes your life. Mm-hmm. It's like night and day, and you know, it's exciting when you get pregnant and your but be- your belly grows. You have this beautiful little baby, and then all of a sudden you're like, Holy "Okay, Lord. take it home. What do we do now? You're on your own. Mm-hmm. It's just the two of you." Mm-hmm. So we found this great article on HuffingtonPost.com and what's interesting about this is it came up with the nine relationship problems new parents bring up the most in therapy. This is great. This is great for two things because number one, there are a lot of new parents going to therapy because it is kind of hard to handle sometimes being a new mom or a new dad. And I think therapy is
1: the absolute best thing. If you are going through anything, go seek help. There is no shame in it. There is nothing to worry about. I think it is your best, your best, Um, tool in your toolbox
0: is to go speak with somebody. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that people sort of are like, I don't need it. I yeah. don't need couples therapy. I don't need parenting. No, you do. No, you do. It's yeah, totally, fine. It's if totally you, fine. There's a reason why uh, people are certified and become doctors in that field because it's very important and they do a lot of time taking or spend a lot of time focused on what's best for you. Yeah. So we're going to run down a few things here um, in this podcast about that. So one of the first things that came up, Chasta, mm-hmm. parenthood is putting a strain on our relationship. Mm-hmm. So couples almost always experience significant relationship stress upon becoming new parents. You have limited sleep mm-hmm. That's a big thing. That's Changes in your key. work schedules, obviously. Mm-hmm. It is a huge responsibility for caring, not just for yourself, but for a vulnerable little baby. Um, you find yourself stressed out. You find yourself disconnected. And this was interesting. Millennials especially value parenting well, which means that sometimes they are more willing to sacrifice the needs of their partnership. Oh, so for, basically putting the child before for sure. each other
1: for sure. I think that is like an. I think that happens probably ninety nine percent of the time.
0: I think it's yes. especially on the women's side. Absolutely. Oh, and I think I I know I've been guilty of that at times. But I think one thing that I it's best to do is that you need to realize that when you invest. In your partner, in your relationship, you're investing in your family. Oh my God, Jay and I just had this conversation.
1: Like just, literally just had this conversation. The better he and I are together, the better we are for Cody. He is seeing a great example of us as a relationship. He's seeing us kiss as we walk by each other in the house. The first thing that Jay does when he comes in the door is gives me a kiss, asks me how I'm doing. He gives Cody a kiss. Like Cody, that's, Cody's seeing all of that. And knowing that that's like an important, it's the most important thing to us. For us, you know, that that Cody sees a happy, healthy um, relationship. With that being said, I also want to point out I have – I have no problem with Jay and I being real in front of Cody either. We don't fight as in screaming. But if we're having like a a heated argument about, I don't know, whatever, um, where it doesn't get to an elevation of like being super intense, but we're just talking something out, we'll do it in front of Cody because I don't want it. I don't ever want to hide things from him. You know what I mean? I want him to understand because I have friends where their parents never, ever, ever had one crossword to one another. And it's actually... Backfired. It's unrealistic. They are in therapy because they have such a high bar of a relationship um, ideal in their head that they've never found it throughout their life. Because oh, they think, sad. because they think, if they ever even argue with somebody, that that's it, it's over with. This relationship won't work because they saw they never saw any real moments between their parents. So I think, in my opinion, I think it's good to be real in front of your child and have real days and real moments and all
0: those things. But if it's like a heated, heated conversation, then no, you should have that in private. Right. You I mean, you want to be realistic and you yeah. don't want to ever make the child feel like there's like something really bad really going wrong, because those aren't their concerns. Exactly. Amen. You know, Amen. like right. I, we never discuss money in front of our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because totally. that's not something they need to they worry about. They don't need about. to worry about that. Yeah. Things like no. that. But as far as being, you know, in Just a Just like, babe, could you
1: shut the cabinet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that, kind of, exactly. that kind
0: of stuff is fine. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff is totally okay. But, you know, if you, if you feel... If if you're having a good relationship with your partner, you're feeling connected and you want your child to make sure that they feel that you guys are connected.
1: That you're not just a team between the relationship, but you're a team as a... The family unit
0: So another thing Chasta Is that comes up often This does not surprise me Because this is something We dove into deeply In a recent podcast Is will we have sex again Oh good Lord, I feel yeah. like my sex drive Has <laughs> left my body Yeah Well ladies and gentlemen You are not alone you're, No you're not alone And you're kind of right Because when you have a baby There are some things That happen to you hormonally uh, Also the emotions Of all of it And the fact that you Just push this Watermelon sized thing Out of your J. There are a number Of reasons why you sort of may feel that way, but that does not mean it doesn't come back and it can come back very quickly. It can, and I think it's about being very open
1: and honest with your partner on the whole watermelon at your vajayjay comment that I had, I had real true fear that everything was broken downstairs afterwards. I'm not kidding. Like, I know that's kind of laughable, but I was serious. Like, I was like, it's never going to be normal again. How in the world, how in the world can the trauma, (laughs) it happens, right? It happens. The trauma of having a child happen and then it ever go back to normal. So I was really concerned. Like I was, I was worried about the pain, um, you know, because it takes like, Gosh, I don't remember. What was it? Four or six weeks to like be healed to the point of. Is it's it six weeks? It's six weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just remember like the first time after that, it was like, oh my God. I was I was terrified of thinking about that happening. I just was afraid everything was going to get
0: hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got hurt. You just it, pushed it, a baby yeah. out of a very small hole. And so yeah, things happen. I don't want to be graphic to any guys uh,
1: listening, but some real stuff goes on down there. And it's oh, yeah. scary and it's real painful. And it's painful. And it's not painful for just the day. It's painful for weeks yeah. after. Um, so it's a real fear. But I was just very like, whenever that started to happen again with Jay, I was just very like, okay, 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 okay,
0: okay. Take it slow. Take it slow. You know, I was like, we ha- I had to really back in the saddle.
1: get back into it. And that was more a mental thing than anything.
0: But it is a true fear, and I don't think you're alone. I think there's a lot of moms that feel that way after having a baby. I think the thing is too is there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, okay, let's get right back to it. You like know it's gonna be like it was. Exactly. I yeah. mean, it's it's probably not gonna be like it was because you now have to sort of schedule and maneuver life around a baby. So mm-hmm. it's, naï- it's naive it's naive to think that it's ever gonna be the same, but that doesn't mean you can't make it maybe even better. Exactly because maybe make it Exciting at the fact that you're sort of like sneaking in, you know, a quickie in the bathroom while totally. the kids are watching TV. You know? That's exactly what we had yeah. to do. it was like,
1: oh, the baby's down for a nap. Let's make it happen. You just gotta take yeah. your moments. You gotta take you your do. chances.
0: And you know, sometimes you just have to you just have to look at it in realistically. Yeah. And what they're saying is there there are a few things conducive to having sex again. First is sleep obviously you have a very big lack of sleep Yeah, and that's going to get back on track as well. So when you don't want to do anything but sleep, you don't want to have sex either. Of course. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Don't give yourself a timeline. Go with the flow and just know that it goes back. It comes back. It will. It all fits back where it should be. Doctors (laughs) work on that. It's amazing. It all's good. Everything's fine. (laughs) And you get that drive and that, you know, feeling again for sure. Yeah. It comes back. How can we maintain a, how can we maintain a connection with each other? OK,
1: that's tough. That is tough. I think <clears throat> we talked about it in a previous podcast. The number one thing I would say is talking like just talking. I, I talk my husband to death probably more than I even should. But like I, I don't fart in the day and he doesn't know it. Like we I mean, we are in constant communication. and I think that's that's the biggest thing, you know, is just being honest and open with your partner
0: time to build in bonding moments Totally, you know and there's definitely time where you can roll over and have that pillow talk mm-hmm. you know make it a priority I know maybe one of you gets up earlier than the other but it's at least a time where you have that 15-20 minutes where you can sort of connect look into each other's eyes and think okay there's a reason why I married you I started a family and I want to be together
1: I think bonding over the chaos too was something that really worked on with us like bonding over our tired like we're just kind of leaning into the exhaustion and making it almost like laughable and joking that like we were we were zombies for a long time and it was like but we were both doing it you know and so we just sort of bonded over this like holy crap what's happening you know like you that we had no other choice but we did that as a team as a partnership and tried not to resent one another if I was getting up more because I was breastfeeding you know I was trying my hardest it didn't always work there were nights I was like WTF he's sitting there snoring and I've been up breastfeeding every hour for the last five hours that happened those moments happen but you can't live in those moments you know you can't just sit there and just you know eat up the anger and the resentment you just have to go okay it doesn't make sense for him to be awake why wouldn't he get sleep so that whenever I'm not breastfeeding later I can sleep and he can be up like it's just a it's a give and take I think and it takes a lot of mental thought to get through that whole beginning
0: and understand, too, the dynamics change. I mean, maybe in the beginning, in the first six months of that baby's life, because of your – because nursing and mm-hmm. all these other things, it may be a lot of the responsibility does fall onto the mom. Totally. That happens. But that doesn't mean, for example, when you get to a certain point in your life, in your child's life, like, say, two years of age, where the responsibilities of, you know, fall more on your husband's at that point. I, I know for us, it was – it's I I nursed Falcon until he was two. Right. But the second he stopped nursing, it's like – became a lot about daddy at that mm-hmm. point because it was daddy had time because of my work schedule. Daddy mm-hmm. would get home at four o'clock. It was still daylight outside. He'd go to the park. They'd start learning to ride bikes. Right. He was a scooter. Do all those things that he had time for and it worked within our schedule in our right. life. So he was getting the best of both worlds from us because of what our schedule sort of allowed us to do. So sometimes you kind of sort of maybe have to weigh how it all sort of plays out. Like, okay, this is probably gonna be more me right now because of what our schedule is and what it entails. But At this point, then you realize, okay, now this is more him, awesome. That's when I get my nails and I have a little exactly. bit of a break. I can take a bath and that kind of stuff. There's a very good point in this article too. We have technology at our disposal, mm-hmm. texting each other, totally sweet social media posts. So, you know, who cares if people think you're gushy and mushy? Don't I don't all. care at all. Don't care. Why not? I mean, we have that at our disposal and if that gives you just one thing to feel more connected, mm-hmm. it builds a stronger, better bond for each other plus your family.
1: I've been known to brag about Jay um, online about his parenting because Jay is a very hands-on parent. Um, and I am also, I might add to the point you made, well ago. I am not afraid to ask or push Jay out of bed. Like if yeah. I, if I've been like, I've been 90% on, it is your turn, buddy. I will literally just be like, nope, your turn. Get out of bed. Go get the sun. So now on the weekends, because Jay has Cody, um, cause I get up at 345. So I'm out the door by 430. And so they don't even see me in the morning. So Jay gets up with him at 630 or seven every single day or Monday through Friday on the weekends. Our deal is Saturday. I get up. So Jay gets a little bit of a break. And then on Sunday he gets up because I also need to break. Cause I get up at 345. Yeah, You want to sleep in at so, least one day. Yeah, we? exactly. And like. Let's be real If I was sleeping in with a kid till 6.30 or 7 Every day That's sleeping in to me But Perspective It's not to Jay So that's how we break up our weekend But it's just talking about that crap It's just saying like Babe here's my needs Here's where You know And him saying Here's my needs And you just work it out I need to go get my nails done I need to go for a run That's sanity for me can you take over sir? So I can have sanity? You're going to go to band practice. That's your sanity. Totally.
0: Like Pete loves to veg out on the weekends for a good two hours binging his favorite shows. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's nine o'clock, whatever. We're home on a Saturday if that's what it is. I know he's totally in the zone hanging out watching his, you know, 73 dangerous creatures, whatever it is he watches on <laughs> Discovery. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to put Falcon to bed. Yeah. I'm not going to stress him out about that. That's, I mean, it's like you just, that's what it is. You sort of communicate and you build that dynamic and you kind of, you know, notice the cues. Yeah. You know, if you see your, your wife. Her or husband just having that relaxing moment and you know that they had a long day or a long week then you you can do that absolutely you can take responsibility for your children and give them a bit of a break it only makes them happier and you div- and dividing these responsibilities kind of I think brings more sanity to each other mm-hmm. we're like the opposite mm-hmm. I get falcon up every day I get him to you know off to preschool you know or whatever or whatever we're doing that day that's kind of my thing and then Pete picks him up from school gets dinner ready mm-hmm. and I, we're home together every night by seven o'clock. Nice. And that's sort of how we play that. That's right. kind of how our day works out. But he's got that responsibility in the evening. I do it in the morning. Seven o'clock to nine o'clock is kind of our family time. Yeah. And everyone's in bed shutting it down by, you know, 845. Yeah. You just have to find what works for you. You do. You do. And, you know, give yourself a break sometimes. Sometimes, you know, let you stay home with the baby and let your husband go do something fun yeah. or vice versa. Just so you kind of have that little bit of sanity. Lack of sleep is tearing us apart. Well, that's that's true it I mean that it is. Happen. here's something that I the revolution I came to uh, on
1: a quick note on that is I, I thought whenever Cody was awake and I was awake breastfeeding him at first whenever he was born I was like no bitch if I'm gonna be awake you're gonna be awake like that was the first couple weeks I was like if I have to be like dead you have to be dead and then it dawned on me and I was like that doesn't make any sense like we can't both be zombies right like that's not because my number one priority is Cody so I'm like we have to be best parents for Cody so if I'm am a zombie we, we shouldn't both be zombies because we one of us needs to be mentally there for our child like if I'm just barely going through the motions because I've been up all night um, then it's okay if Jay gets that sleep now because like you said the roles change they go back and forth all the time and so um, you just have to know much like the rest in life it gets better.
0: It also when you're sleep deprived you're I, you're you're more irritable. Mm-hmm. You're angry. Of course. You're not. You're not being, even rational. You're not. Sometimes. You sort you sort of kind of get yourself in a zone where you're like, oh my god, everything is annoying, and yeah. because you're tired, totally, it's not good for you, and it's not good for your partner, and it's not good for your family. So sometimes I think you sort of have to like weigh your options at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, if that person needs to sleep for a couple hours, like you said, you guys don't want to be zombies at the same time. You got right. a kid to look out for. Right. Then you take that nap, or vice versa. But you just sort of have to like. I don't know, choose your battles and choose your moments. Mm-hmm. And it is it is a fact. You are going to be sleep deprived. No. Not everybody has a happy, healthy sleeping baby. No. And it goes in spurts my son slept pretty good in the beginning but man when he hit like four months there was like a good four or five months there where i was like holy i remember cow. that i remember that holy cow and i thought i had it made well that's the thing that i found the funniest
1: about having a child it's like a universal trick as soon as you think you have your system figured out everything changes
0: everything changes and really like i remember thinking to myself oh my god i hit the jackpot oh totally that's oh man my kid was. sleeps eight hours a night no problem and, and hello, then low four months sleep regressions total sleep regression oh my god and it was just it was brutal. It was like starting over it, it Starting over two, and there's certain points where you're kind of it, you know, they become mobile. Yeah. So yeah. you're not only incredibly exhausted. It's one thing to like be tired and the baby doesn't do anything anyway, but sleep and drink a bottle. Right. Secondly, it's crawling yeah. and walking and yeah. doing things. You're like, okay, okay. So yeah, it is part it's it's part for the course, mm-hmm. but again, find a balance and do the best you can because it does get better. There's yeah. a point where you're gonna get back to normal. Yeah. Get get on your schedule. It's hard to go from being a couple to being a family.
1: Again, I think that is just natural. You are two humans that have anything you want to do at any time open to you. And then a little human comes in and completely changes and dictates that. I think that is the number one thing that is the hardest part about becoming a family. Because it used to piss me off, and I know Gianna feels the exact same way, whenever somebody would be like, you don't know, busy, you're not a mom. Like they would totally... Uh, devalue anything going on in your life because Because you weren't a mom. What they meant was, and now I know as a mom, it's not about you're you're not busy. It's that you have, if you don't have a child, you have control over your decisions. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. That's true. As a mother, like I can't stay out anymore. I can't go out until one o'clock in the morning because I can't make the decision to sleep in until 10 a.m. I don't have that luxury anymore. Someone else makes that choice for me. And that's my child. He's going to be up at 630 or 7 no matter what. So he calls the, the shots in that way. That's the difference between being a mother and not being a mother is you get to make the call or your child is making the call. That's just that is just real life. So it's not about being busy or being busier than one another. It's just that I I can't go get my nails done whenever I want. If I don't have a sitter, that's just that's my reality. Before, I could go do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. I had no idea how simple life was in that way. Yeah. I didn't have to call anyone. I didn't have to schedule anything. If, <laughs> if on a anyone. Tuesday I got home from work and I felt like going to do something, I just went. You know, I mean, that is the difference. So that was a hard transition for me. And I knew it would be. That's why I waited till I was 35 to have a kid. I knew that I had to be in a place where I was more selfless of a human being to allow someone to come in and dictate my life. And it's awesome <laughs> now. And it's, it's awesome that it happens that way. And you get used to your new role. But
0: that, it's a big transition. And it's communication. You know, right. it's, it's one of those things like if you are in a relationship and you guys are new parents or you're parents and you've got, you know, a three-year-old, you have to communicate with each other on how you are going to make this work. Mm -hmm. If you're having troubles, if one of you is being more participatory than the other, then you need to say something. You need to speak up because if you don't communicate and express that to your partner, to your wife, or to your husband, then how are you going to maintain that connection if they don't understand or they don't see it? And then allow them to do it. That's what I see in a lot of women I know is like they're like, well,
1: my husband's not doing this with the kids. He's not doing that. But then they want to control the situation. It's like, you know, whenever Jay has Cody, I just let him go because I know the bottom line is they'll survive like they're going to survive. Like my husband is a great father. He's going to have Cody's best interest at heart. Yes, they may be really dirty. Who knows? Cody might fall and get banged up, but they're going to be fine. You know, Jay's not going to do things the way that I might do them. I don't do them the way that he might do them, but I trust him as the father of my child. So if, if I say to you, if I say to Jay, babe, it's been me, it's been me for weeks. Cause you've been busy with work or whatever. I need you to take him because I need to go run or just have some sanity, then I then I have to let it happen. I have to let them go do whatever they want to do, and that's a hard too.
0: I think, and I think you have to find that moment of where, like for us, for example, since peak, it's more of like the fun stuff in the afternoons, mm-hmm. the after school, the parks, and so forth. Like my weekends are pretty much filled trying to do all that stuff with Falcon. Totally, and that's where I like totally peak, it's that. his break. Yes, like that's our that's our balance. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you you know you have to kind of sort of work with each other and be like, okay, this is how this is going to work. Yeah, but it also means you know connecting with each other. And here's the thing: if you guys feel connected, your child is going to feel connected as well, and they're yeah. going to understand that dynamic and understand that you're a family unit but mommy and dad need to have a relationship too. Totally. You had a relationship before you had children. You have to have one while you have to. It has have to child. continue after the fact. Amen. It's, the thing that binds you cannot just be only children. Amen. Because they be leave eventually other. and then you look exactly. at that human
1: in your house and you're like, who are you? You forgot. It's 18 years have gone by. You don't remember why you married that person. You wouldn't remember why you love that person. That person might annoy the piss out of you because you haven't connected with them in years because you've only cared about your kid. It can't always be about your kid. They, of course, are your number one priority. You want to take care of them. You are taking care of them. But your your relationship has to have that level of respect and love and um- to, to survive, we talk honestly. about this
0: all the time, Pete and I. We're always like, he is the most important. Like, Falcon will always be number one. Yeah, of course. You know, our kids will always come first. So, we, they, their needs will always prioritize ours. They trump everything. I hate that but I use that word, but go ahead. Between us, like he and I, mm-hmm. our relationship is most important. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's yeah. if we don't focus on that and sit down and kind of have those heart to hearts, then I don't think we'd still be married. Exactly. Uh, why won't my partner help me as much with the baby? Well, you know, I think a lot of that is when you're a new parents, you have to to sort of understand that both of you are still trying to figure it out absolutely, and one of you might end up with more of the responsibilities at first and i think we just talked about this a few minutes ago vice you know as opposed to the other person but take into consideration that person's doing this for the first time as well exactly for the most part so yeah. like in my situation you know pete had two children before right. falcon he had already done this like before. that baby swaddling thing he had that down <laughs> like a science it was like to see my husband swaddle falcon it was so impressive yeah and then he'd pick him up and that kid would just fall asleep in his arms and it was my it was my favorite thing because I knew if he was fussy you know swaddling a baby helps yeah and Pete was so good at that and I it it was one of those things like I struggled as a mom swaddling oh are you very important yeah it's very important for their safety and for their sleep and for them to feel you know like snuggly and and comfy Mm -hmm. and it's just that I think you just kind of sit back and like okay that's what he's really good at yeah diaper change like that I mean that man could change a diaper in 2.2 seconds like if I could put him in a diaper changing contest he would win yeah but he had so much practice yeah and that's where I think like you know you forget you know you guys are new at this this is parenting this is all you know we're like I'm still winging it, you know, and And that's what you need to realize.
1: We're all winging it. There is no expert. I don't care if who says they're an expert at whatever. We're all figuring it out day to day. I mean, we wake up every day and we're like, all right, like a new challenge comes at us or Cody will do something new. And we're like, oh gosh, how do we deal with that? I mean, it's just amazing. And i like to give a compliment to my husband. He did not have what Pete had. He did not have any experience at, all with any child under the age of like four because he teaches children once they get to four he teaches them music lessons he had no concept we did baby boot camp before Cody came out and all that stuff but the one thing I will say about Jay is he just dove in like he just was like it's all right he can do let's just figure this out i'll figure out how to make a bottle i'll figure out like this bottle warmer and how to change a diaper and how to swaddle he ended up being a better swaddler than me much like you. it was it is a guy, it thing. Must be a guy thing um but he just like he just dove in it was kind of fearless in that way and it always blew me away he wasn't afraid of cody wasn't afraid he was going to hurt him he was just like all right we got this i will it was very tactical
0: you know what i mean it was yeah. like it was a strategy of raising this child but and you it figured still it out is.
1: it still is every day
0: and i think that's the thing like you yeah. kind of to sort of like you know and you have instincts and I don't know if maybe you know certain instincts kick in for moms versus you know dads at yeah. a certain point but you know those instincts tell you like how do you know how to go about this but I think just taking a step back and respecting each other and understanding that you're both new at this yeah that you can sort of find a better balance in all of that mm-hmm. uh, another really good relationship problem that people have I shouldn't say good but one thing that comes up is my in-laws are driving me nuts mm. well I can completely attest to that because mm-hmm. my mom has lived with us before Falcon was even born. Yeah. And there are times where my mom, God bless her, I love her, mm-hmm. can be a little bit mm, opinionated. Uh-huh. Um and she's my, she's she's very mellow. She's she's very much like, you know, just do your thing, whatever, yep. but when it comes to her grandbabies, I swear to you that woman would like take down a gorilla well she's i mean she's
1: raised how many children at this point I, totally she's she has a
0: huge <laughs> hand in helping my brother raise his six kids and yep. now she's been here for us and so she's gonna have her ways and she is one of those you know mexican latina mothers that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are things that have been been done in my family since like i don't know 1852 and yeah. i swear to god if you're not doing those things for your child then it's, it's not it's gonna work all hell breaks right exactly so The difference with that is, you know, my husband, who did not grow up in a family like that at all, Mm -hmm. is it's a different dynamic. Mm -hmm. And there are times where my husband's like, "Um, your mom needs to sort of like give me some space. Yeah. And, you know, when he makes those comments and those cues, I think to myself, okay. My mom has the best of intentions, obviously. Of course. And my husband just wants to be a part of his child's life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know. It's, and then you're the go-between, which is a hard place to be. And I get stuck in the middle. Yeah, that's and a it's hard a place very difficult place to be at times. So, yeah. at, you know, I think you just have to sort of like, you know, understand how each other is feeling and you know sometimes we'll talk it out and so forth and sometimes I'm like you guys figure it out mm-hmm. you two have that discussion yeah. you two have that conversation because I am not going to be put in the middle anymore if you have an issue with each other make it work and you know god bless us it's been working you figured and it they out figure it out yeah. and you know there's always the moments where my husband realized how awesome it is to have my mom with us mm-hmm. on a daily basis, especially now. When especially she's been now gone for yeah, six exactly weeks, um, that he realizes, Wow, there are certain things I can live with. Exactly. She wants to remind me every time I walk out the door to lock it and take a jacket. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, exactly. I can deal with that. I can deal with that right. too. So I think it's just, you know, respecting boundaries, obviously and you know don't put don't put your other spouse in the middle of it let them work it out exactly. that's something that I have a hard time with because
1: I um i I try to stay out of Jay's relationship with his parents because as you and I um, have shared, we lost our dads when we were young. and so I have this um, underlying fear that I probably need therapy about of losing my mom or anyone around me losing a parent because it's so yeah. traumatic you know and so I'm always like pushing Jay I'll find myself pushing Jay like you need to call your mom Have you called your mom you need to reach out to your dad when was the last time you talked to your dad like I do that because I talk to my mom at minimum one time a day mm-hmm. usually usually twice me too um, it's a very codependent relationship my mom is we're like it's ridiculous Are you
0: sure you're not Mexican
1: I know I am a little Mexican <laughs> I think it's just from being for best friends with you for a hundred years it just rubs off um, but yeah, so I – you know, it's very codependent, so I push that on Jay, but that's just not Jay's relationship with his parents. Like, he has a very pragmatic relationship with his parents. He always has, and he needs to have that relationship on his own. It's not my business. And I, and his mom and I have had very deep conversations with this, and she tells me. She's like, babe, if he doesn't call me, it's not on you. Like – you he needs to call me when he wants to call me or he needs to have a relationship with me on his terms like you don't need to stress about it you don't need to worry about it that that is that is on jay and that is on because they've I'm not going to go into their business because it's not my place to put their business out there. But, you know, they had some stuff go on when they were young and his parents got a divorce when he was at a crucial age. And so all that adds up to stuff that you carry into your adulthood. Right. Absolutely. And and it all has to be worked out at some point. So none of that is any of my business. And so my hardest part for me personally is just backing off and staying out of it. And just like you said, like not I, I don't need to be the go between. They need to have their own relationship.
0: And they had a relationship before you even existed. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So they will make that work. Exactly. And I and I think my husband has sort of kind of understood that it's you know it's what's what's the what's the better of the thing of the situation right having my mom there or not so right. I think you just kind of make it work you sort of figure it out yeah so one of the last things in this article which I thought was very good um, a great way to end this podcast is I'm worried we're not on the same page so this is kind of interesting to me. The quote here says, how to raise a child and parenting decisions are a common concern for couples. Although couples may have discussed their prior, uh, this prior to becoming new parents, their plan on how to raise a child often changes in some regard once the child is born. Duh. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Like, if you... Yeah. I, here's the thing. I think the best parenting advice is to the fact that you... Like, you take as much advice, you take as much information as you possibly can before you become a parent, but if you think... That everything is going to go as planned from that point forward. You are set up for some disappointment. You are going to have some. It's going to be rough. It is going to be totally (laughs) difficult because the second you start pushing out that baby, anything can go nuts. Anything can happen.
1: And it probably will.
0: And that's just kind of how it is. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You're not always going to be on the same page as your spouse or your partner.
1: But it goes back to the number one thing we keep saying is talking about it. You just got, if you say, if you're afraid you're not on the same page, say to your partner, I don't feel like we're on the same page. Jay and I are, I'll just go ahead and say that our biggest issue in raising Cody one day is going to be religion. It's, it is a real, that's, that's the one thing we have yet to really even, even push too hard to figure out or talk about in length because we just don't know how we're going to figure that one out. Like with, cause I was raised in a very religious home. I went to church like multiple times a week. Jay was absolutely not. So it's just It's not that Jay has a beef with religion. Jay has a beef with people who use religion against one another that he cannot deal with. Um, So he's a very spiritual person. His church is being outdoors and being in nature. Like, that's how he was raised. So we have to find our middle ground. So far, our middle ground, because Cody has been so young, is I pray with Cody, Jay will participate in those whenever he's home as well. And he totally respects that I'm doing that. I sing my little Bible songs every single night to Cody and that's me introducing him to religion in the way that I was introduced to it. But when it comes to him being old enough to like sit in church and us to go to church, I don't know how that, I don't know how that's going to play out because Jay's not going to go to church every Sunday. That's just something I know. So I have to keep my expectations low And which is something I'm working on in general in life. And then anything on top of that will be gravy. But that's going to be hard. But we're just going to have to continue to have that conversation. And how do we meet each other halfway?
0: Well, and I think if you – as long as you're having that conversation – and if you're realizing and understanding that you're not on the same page for a certain thing, mm-hmm. then if you can communicate at least that portion of it to each other, then it's going to alleviate a, a lot start. of the emotional distress right. and issues that come into not being on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, you're it's it's going to cause less of a fight, it's going to be more of a productive conversation and a discussion instead of it being like, "Well, screw you, this is how it should be and this is how I want it," and that's sort of what you don't want to happen. There are going to be so many things like religion's big for you guys. Mm -hmm. There are a few things that Pete and I just do not agree upon. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be very, very honest about specific about where I want to send my son for school, for high school. Yeah. There's, I'm not very impressed with the high schools in our area. And I am been, I have been adamant about that. He will be going to private high school Mm -hmm. and he is so against it because number one, it's incredibly expensive. Crazy expensive and he's from the school of thought. Well, it's what you make of your education. You mm-hmm. know, if you're a smart student, you can get it done. Then you should, you should be able to do it regardless of where you're at. And I totally think you need to have the tools and the teachers to be there for you to do that. So mm-hmm. this is a conversation that we have, but again, it's down the road Yeah. and we'll worry about that later. But I think, you know, if you, that we, we discuss it, we talk about it and there are things that I'm doing now to sort of put us in a position where if it does come to an opportunity where he can go to private high school, I have made connections and mm-hmm. people in my life that can help us get to that get point. Get to that point, right. So I just think that, and he understands that. And he's like, okay, I respect you taking time out of your time to sort of make that happen because mm-hmm. you understand my thoughts of what it would be like financially on us. Right. So, and I, I think that's sort of where we we sort of kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. You know, and he still disagrees with me. He's totally against the thought, but if I can make it happen, he might he might pull back. Be okay a with that? It. Yeah. Do you it's, see what I'm it saying? It's compromised. It's compromising. You know, it's just maybe like for religion with you guys. You know, maybe it's like holidays and certain Sundays. You Jay know? has said he'll go on the big days. <laughs> yeah, he goes on the big days. With yeah, me. exactly. Yeah. So
1: that's just hard for me. Like it's hard for me to not do that as a family unit, but it's something that Jay has
0: zero background in. It just is. Do you know what I find Chasta mm. is like? And we don't go to church every Sunday, but we'll yeah. go maybe once or twice a month. And yeah. if we do, um, and it's mostly when my mom's here because she mostly, she pushes that a little more than I do. Right. But um, it, it's, it's funny. Like, Pete doesn't want to be left out. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's almost like he'll go because he wants to be with the family. Mm-hmm. And ironically, uh, my stepkids, my awesome, beautiful, wonderful stepkids- Will want to go. Mm -hmm. And if he sees us all go, he sort of gets on board. Yeah, of course. So I think that sort of helps in a way. Like if you, and same thing with him. Like there's things that I just, like they love to go down to the beach and skip rocks. I'm like, that's fine and dandy. I'd rather sit at home and read a book. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) I'm like, you guys go do that thing. And then they come back and have the best time. And I feel like I missed out. Exactly. And I'm thinking like, who cares about reading this damn book? I want to have that moment with my family. What am I thinking? Exactly. So yeah, I think it's just, it's just figuring it out and like meeting
1: in the middle. I think too, it something I've been working on because I've heard this in many a podcast and it's true self-help wise if you want to change someone else you change yourself first Mm -hmm. you literally live amen to that literally live by example yeah you do everything you can to improve yourself and it will start to rub off the number one thing that I have seen in my family situation like that is my eating and nutrition and health habits like Jay has seen me do it long enough he barely eats meat anymore not that I'm saying everyone doesn't have to eat meat calm down Uh, but he barely like he'll Barely. I offered him bacon the other day that came on a salad that I had ordered. It was on the side. He was like, no, nah, I'm good. Shocked me. But like he's picking up after all these years, he's picking up health. He works out all the time. Like we work out together. Like it's really um, super helpful in our relationship to do it together. But it, it wasn't always like that. It it was me doing it first just to improve me with the mere thought of just me improving and myself. And it rubs off. And then it rubs off. He's like, oh, I'm seeing that you're a better you and that these things are happening because you're prioritizing yourself or whatever. I should try that. It's as simple as that.
0: And it's true that that stuff totally completely. Nobody's
1: <laughs> going to change if you're pushing them. Pete is really good with money. Yeah. And it's rubbing off on <laughs> it you. It is
0: rubbing off on me. And I'm like, who am I? Right. Exactly. It's true. I so wanted to buy a purse yesterday when Falcon and I were out shopping. Mm. I didn't, though. But, see, you, I wanted you've it. you gotten so, so I know. much better. It's totally it's amazing. amazing. But you're right. You're right. It's like things rub off on you. Yeah. And, you know, Pete's the worst communicator. And I think he's much better now because I communicate He is a at all. Really well. It's true. And I think that's rubbed
1: off on him. You're kind of joking about that, but you're not because it's true. It's
0: so true. (laughs) All right. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you find the Can Do Divas on these socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please like us on our podcast page on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, wherever you find us. Uh, Go to candodivas.com to find all the information and subscribe. Subscribe. That is the most important thing to help us uh, do our thing here. We love you
1: for being here as always. We'll check in with you next week. Have a good one.